0: LA podcast, Underground Actor Talk, is sponsored by Actors Connection. At Speak LA, we interview top industry professionals in the entertainment business with a mission of learning what they know that got them to where they are so that we can share that intel with you. Our guest today is John Levy, a four-time Emmy Award-winning casting director who has cast such iconic television shows as China Beach, ER, The West Wing, and Shameless. And that's just to name a few. Levy is also a five-time winner of the Casting Society of America's Ardios Award and the recipient of its prestigious Hoyt Bowers Award, given for excellence in casting and outstanding contributions to the casting profession. And very recently, he came out with his first book, Right for the Role. Definitely check that out and Enjoy. <laughs>
1: How old were you when you moved to L.A.?
2: 27.
1: Did you know anyone in L.A. when you arrived?
2: Yes. Uh, a couple uh, who I knew from college.
1: How much money about did you have when you first came to L.A.?
2: I had just gotten married and I had $200. There were wedding presents.
1: <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> Where did you live when you first got here? Santa Monica. What was your first job in L.A., uh, you know, in the business or otherwise?
2: Uh, Not in the business. I was in a mall in Westwood selling crystal balls.
0: What was your initial impression of L.A.?
2: The weather was fantastic. Yeah, it is. It, It was winter when I arrived.
1: Mm. Yes, not summer, right? (laughs) (laughs) How long of living in L.A. until it felt like home to you?
2: Two or three years. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And how long did it take you to get your first job
1: in the industry?
2: Uh, Less than six months.
1: Mm. And finally, if you had to sum up L.A. in one word what would that word be? Uh, foreign. <laughs> foreign, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's perfect. Yep. John, Levy, oh my God, we are so excited that you're here with us today. Thank you for being here. Yes, welcome. Yeah.
2: My, my pleasure, thank you for inviting me.
1: Of course. Um, I would love to just start at, at the beginning of your um, career as as a casting director and hear how that happened, how you got into it.
2: Well, I, I was a director in the theater for many years, and I you know, was at the Mark Taper Forum here in Los Angeles, the Equity Theater, uh, for two and a half years, and after that, I directed a play uh, called The Dining Room by A.R. Gurney Jr. And um, for the first time in my life, I got terrible reviews. Uh, Early on, a a woman who I didn't know but came to see the show asked me if I wanted to go out for a drink afterwards, and I said sure. And uh, I guess I complained bitterly about the reviews. Um, and she said, if you are going to take it that personally, maybe you better do something else. Why don't you come and work for me? Uh, Her name was Barbara (laughs) Clayman, and she was an important important casting director who had been in New York for many years and was now out in Los Angeles. And so I did go to work for her. That was my first job in casting. Um, I guess mm, it might have been 1983.
0: Wow. So you enjoyed it? You, you made the switch and you enjoyed casting?
2: I did right away. It felt uh, like it was uh, a collection of all the different things that I had been and done and sort of the languages that I spoke. I, I knew how to d- be with actors and I, knew, I understood the language of the director and the language of the writer. And so it, it was uh, a
1: good fit.
0: I I just have to say, before we ask another question, I love that that she said to you, if you have such a hard time getting this critique, that you should come and work with me, because I feel like that makes it perfect to work with actors, because they're constantly having to deal with that in their head, you know, the critique and the rejection and those feelings and, you know, everything that comes up
1: for them.
2: Yeah, well, it's very human. We, we, We all wonder how we're doing.
1: That's right. That's right. (laughs) Well, and I'm sure that you having that, you know, having experienced those feelings made you much or makes you much more sensitive to actors that, as Camille said, you know, deal with that, too.
2: Yeah, I think one of the keys to my long standing career and and success at it is that um, I I am an empathetic person by nature. Excuse me. And I, I care about setting a an environment where you have the best chance of succeeding. Uh, and I was able to accomplish that often uh, overcoming people's nerves and their, uh, uh, you know, their great fears and such uh, in, in the moment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, that's such a gift. Such a gift to have and such a gift to give to the actor. Did You've worked on so many shows in your career. Is there one in that has been your favorite and why just curious that's a little bit
2: like asking me which of my children I love the most (laughs) Um, I love them equally and differently and and that's true of the shows I mean certainly ER uh, changed my life the most uh, because it put me on a track to uh, success and relationships with people that are ongoing and uh, both personal and professional Um, certainly uh, China Beach, which was the first thing I really did on my own, uh, spoke to me, you know, very clearly because it was about the war in Vietnam, which is certainly my generation's uh, greatest conflict in in every sense of the word. Um, uh, but, you know, uh, the, the Shameless was a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, you know, yeah. after, after years of network television, being able to do and say uh, all of the things that we got to do and say was uh, quite an exciting experience. I, I loved Southland. I, I loved Animal Kingdom, which was a recent show that just ended uh, its run. Uh, um,
1: I loved them all.
0: When an actor comes into the room and you notice that they feel you know that you're you just said you're really good at at kind of making them feel comfortable like I I just love to hear a little bit how you notice it and then the things that you do to kind of help them relax
2: Mm. yeah well I I mean I think the thing I do to help them relax is to be myself uh, a real Mm. human being three-dimensional with uh, a certain level of confidence and directness, but also a certain vulnerability and, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, going through the same thing they are. And I try to make that absolutely clear to them. Uh, you know, I'll chit chat a little bit with, with a person and just, uh, you know, maybe, maybe comment on something they're wearing or something, uh, you know, one of their physical attributes, uh, you know, uh, You know, uh, I'm a glasses wearer, as you can see, so are you. And I I might might (laughs) comment about, you know, your glasses as a way of connecting and, you know, being 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 a relative of yours. Um, And then I'll just kind of glide into the work, you know, just uh, try to be as professional and calm and easygoing and real as I can be so that I encourage you to do the same.
1: Mm. You try to disarm them. I like that. Um, if, if you had to give, or if you, if you were going to give, let's say three pieces of advice to an actor um, about auditioning, I'm, I'm sure you could give m- many more pieces of advice, but what would be your kind of top three
2: pieces? Don't think of it as uh, the route to the job. Think of it as an opportunity to do what you love act do your make take your job seriously. Be prepared, and be on time, and don't be a horse's ass. Don't be rude. Don't be selfish. <laughs> yeah. Don't be arrogant. Yeah. Uh, have humility and 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 respect for the work. We all are doing our our jobs, and and the more we love and respect the work, the better the work will be.
0: Do you like it when an actor comes in and they're like chatty or they, do you like it when they come in and get right down to business?
2: I like both uh, either, you know, I I remember many years ago on ER, there was a role for a a, a very pregnant and very drunk woman. Uh, And (laughs) I, I knew her quite well personally. And when I brought her in from the hallway, she said to me, hey, John, let's just jump into it. I said, absolutely, Georgine. And and we did. And afterwards, she showed that she was a a, a, a real person, too. She said, you know, she actually uh, pointed out that she was a certain number of years sober and in AA and that she could really relate to this part and that uh, she had not been pregnant and drunk, but she certainly had uh, done a lot of. Uh, inappropriate things when she was drunk, when she was a drinker. And, uh, uh, you know, the chit-chat would have de- derailed her from her connection. And when you have a highly emotional scene, you need to be in it uh, from the beginning, deeply, completely. And, uh, you know, other times it's completely fine to chit- chit-chat a little. Um before you start the work, and uh, and sometimes it's not, you know. So you just have to be uh, awake in the moment, and uh, everybody has to be awake in the moment, and uh, give each other what he, what what is needed, so that the work is at its best.
1: You know what I love about that answer is that. I feel like actors, you know, you, you guys are like the gatekeepers for us and you're very intimidating for actors. And, um, I think that actors were always trying to kind of figure out like, what's the trick? What should I, you know, what do they want? What should I do? What, how should I, you know, should I go in and talk? Like Camille said, should I go in and talk or should I just go in and do the thing? Or should I, you know, we're always sort of trying to please. And I feel like your answer kind of says... Do what makes you do what's good, you know, do what's good for you as the act. Do, do what's going to give you the best chance of doing a good scene. Yeah?
2: Absolutely. You're, but you're, your question yeah. brings up another piece of advice, which is don't strategize.
1: Connect, mm.
2: commit, do the right. work. Show that you're an actor. Be an actor. Uh, you know, don't be a neurotic, needy nut. Be an actor. <laughs> and don't try to figure yeah, you know, out what I want.
1: Uh, mhm
0: Yeah. It, there's. I like how you have been talking about humanity and being human, because I think that's why we, lo- we love to tell stories, right? It's like you're portraying hu- human beings. They're interesting. They're complicated. They're fascinating. It's fun to get into different people's lives. And there is a component, I think, where the sort of the business side, if you will. And I'm curious if you would call it that, because I know people have different ways of calling it. But when you think about that side of it for an actor, uh, sometimes it can get into this other part of their brain that does make them do some kind of goofy things, like forget that their job is to portray a human being yeah. when they walk into the room and yeah, to connect
2: absolutely. and I to mean, do. You're yeah. absolutely right. I mean, uh, but you can't think about that part of it. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. I, looking back, Uh, when Noah Wiley auditioned for ER, who knew that it was a hundred million dollar audition or something like that, you know, and, but it would have been a $0 audition if anybody had been thinking that way.
1: Mm -hmm. I'd love to ask you something, John, that I feel like you might have a great perspective on with, especially with your directing background. Um, And we've asked we've asked a lot of casting directors and directors this question, which is, do you feel like the actors that that typically, you know, book the job are the ones who come in and really try to figure out what the writers and directors and showrunners are or are they the ones that come in and do, you know, what their personal take is and maybe even surprise the people in the room?
2: Yeah, all of that is all of that is. Uh, again, don't strategize. Don't try to figure out what we want. Yeah, I know. Look at the look at the material. Read the material. Read the material again. Read the material again. How how does it make you feel? What does it make you think? What if yourself into the characters, circumstances, and say the words and be simple and, but be thinking something and feeling something as we all are in our actual lives and you're not trying to do it right you can't do it wrong if you're just being yourself and then <laughs> you'll either be what we're looking for or you won't and that's just but you'll you'll acquit yourself well you'll seem relaxed and confident you'll seem talented uh you know you'll be as attractive as you are as interesting looking as you are as charactery as you are and uh, and I'll remember And if you acquit Mm -hmm. yourself well, that's a win. If you get the job, that's a a bigger win, I guess. But you can't be thinking about that. You have to just be authentically yourself. Especially Mm -hmm. early on in your career, you're not going to be getting to play a part that's way different from you. That'll happen Mm -hmm. once you're an established actor. But at at the beginning of your career, you're going to be playing a, a young woman who looks like you and sounds like you and uh, has the experiences and the imagination that you have. And that's all you got. You're not a piano player. There's no 88 keys. There's just you.
0: Authentically you. That is, I think a great way to say it. And also something that is, how would you define that? Like, how would you, because I think a lot of actors, and I know, because I know my students have this question for me all the time, when somebody says, just be you, and you're like, but am I interesting enough to just be me? Like, am I fascinating to just look at me right now? Am I, what do I, you know, so I, from your perspective, you know, what, give some, if you have some, like, tips on breaking that down even further, I'd love to hear them.
2: Well, okay. I mean, I think, um. You know, it's a a trick and it's why I'm not an an actor. I, when I was 27 years old, I wasn't authentically myself anywhere because I didn't know enough about myself uh, to, Mm -hmm. to, so I was pretending to be somebody. Uh, Mm, uh, But so that one of the actor's tasks is to get to know themselves in an authentic and honest way, to see how the world treats them. If everybody's always flirting with you, you seem sexually available. If uh, if no one ever tells you a secret or confides in you, you don't seem trustworthy. You know, (laughs) uh, if people are always challenging you, you probably see an argumentative. So you learn about yourself through your own experiences. And so then you can begin to embrace yourself and and uh and and be yourself, and of course you have to widen your experiences since all you have is your imagination and your experiences, you have to use your imagination creatively and you have to put yourself out of your comfort zone so that you have so that you're not sitting around with a hundred people who look and seem like you so that you you know so you say you you know feed the homeless, go to a museum, read a book uh you know uh Uh, Learn to cook. Uh, uh, um, uh, Have as much experience as you can without sort of fanning the flames of conflicts in your life so that you're screwing your life up. But, you know, uh, 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 maximize your understanding of your experience and your feelings and your
1: thoughts. I love, I love that answer, and I feel like for for so many actors who I hope get to hear this, um, it's just so helpful and and also kind of a relief and also very exciting to say, you know, part of your job. I mean, just to repeat what you said, part of your job as an actor is to know yourself and to understand right. yourself, and and that that so part of your job instead of sitting home and writing postcards, you know, to casting directors. Yeah, that- Go, go out to the beach and yeah, 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 yeah. Go feed,
2: go feed the homeless. Go feed the homeless. I love
1: that. Go
2: talk to someone who has a, a, who comes from a different religion or culture, Uh, get to know them see what they're like. It's one of the reasons I love to visit Hawaii is because I I sometimes just go down to the, down to the beach and I'm not hanging out with tourists. I'm talking to, Guys at seven in the morning who are surfing before they're going to work.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't surf yeah. at seven in the morning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you surf at eight or nine? <laughs> A little later. Not, not
1: even <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I I think what you're saying is really important because it's, it's live your life. And yeah. let your life be the most important thing that you're doing, the living part of your life, not exactly. everything that you're necessarily trying
1: to achieve.
2: Collecting experiences, not fantasizing about goals.
1: Oh, right. that's good. Collecting experiences, not fantasizing about goals. Yeah, that's good. John, how, is your, uh, how has your work changed you know with things now being online I, I covid and you know more and more auditions being online is our auditions different
2: i sort of hate it because uh, uh, we're we're in the business of telling people's stories and if you can't touch another person you know or you, i mean not literally touch but yeah we know it, i understand it, you can't share <laughs> face with uh, yeah. with the other people and really get a sense of you know uh, I, I always worry when I get a self tape now that that I don't know if it's the tenth take or the thirty fifth take or right. the first take yeah. or uh, I may not be able like I can't tell from our our meeting right now whether you're six feet tall or five feet tall and sometimes mm-hmm. that's rather important when you have an actor like on on Animal Kingdom uh, the guy who played Craig. Uh, you know, he's six, five. (laughs) So if you're going to (laughs) play opposite him and you're five, one, that's going to be awkward.
0: Yeah. Right.
2: You know, and and so, and also technology has given, uh, the studios and the networks, the capacity to supervise, uh, casting directors work, which never existed before. We would just call people up and say, Hey, uh, we're going to be using so-and-so for this role, uh, I just wanted you to know, and there's no sending in tapes for one line parts that everybody has to approve, you know, that that gets, you know, I mean, I suppose if you were a brand new person and you needed to be supervised, that would be one thing. But when you've been doing it for 35 plus years, it it feels um, like an absence of trust to Mm -hmm. to, uh, have to get approval for every part.
1: Of course. I wonder if it will return. I wonder if, if somebody will realize, you know, that it works better the other way and that to see a human being be real, you've got to be in the same room be in the maybe. Room. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I I hope it returns at least for major roles and callbacks and, uh, you know, yeah. critical circumstances, series regulars, uh, big arcs on television shows I, I don't, uh, you know, I, it's okay for the waitress who comes up to the table and says, would you like another cup of coffee, John? Uh, yeah. That that we can live with. But that said, we, on Animal Kingdom, uh, we had to cast uh, three characters, two of which existed uh, uh, in the present as themselves at 16 and 17. And we did it on Zoom, and we ended up doing chemistry reads on Zoom and, as the director, yeah. the director said, well, it's not so weird to be watching it on television. Eventually, it's going to be on television.
1: Yeah, so yeah. You know, <laughs> everything,
2: you, you know, you have to find a way to um, uh, live in the world that is and, uh, and, and make it positive. Find the ways to uh, uh, extract the strengths from that and not not just sit around bitching about the about the weaknesses of whatever system you're in yeah i meant complaining
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) let's talk let's talk a little about your book um what what made you what was the inspiration
2: well I, i did a podcast actually for an old friend who's an acting teacher here in la and afterwards she said you know you could we could do like 20 hours of this. You have so many stories and so many insights and you've been around so long and you, you know, you, you've had so many experiences. Uh, You should write a book. And I just, she said, I just wrote a book and uh, the woman who helped me write it is really great. And here's her phone number. So I called her and partly it was out of, out of boredom because it was the pandemic and uh, uh, you know, but so for 16 months, Trudy Roth and I met first on Zoom and eventually in person and she made me work damn hard and I had to send her emails two or three times a day of memories of stories and things and then uh, when we finally were able to meet in person we continued that process of just kind of she kind of interviewed me and and you know in the modern world she had a device that uh, recorded and transcribed our conversations and uh, it turned into a book and it's been spectacular f- for me as a kind of legacy project. Um, I, uh, I always knew that the shows that we worked on were good and that they had impact, but I hadn't really realized that my career and my, my life's work was as meaningful to as many people as it is. And I say that with, uh, humility and modesty. I, 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 okay. I, I mean that sincerely. And, and, uh, I'm extremely proud of, of what we've ended up with. It's, uh, 320 something pages long. I thought at the beginning, I didn't have anything to say. Um, <laughs> I come from a family of writers. I never was one until now. And, um, I'm very excited about it. And so far, the response has just been extraordinary, Uh, positive reviews and, uh, you know, just a a lot of people coming out of the woodwork and saying that I had impacted them in their career and in their life. And that's, uh, you know, quite a fantastic uh, thing to have accomplished. The book is called Write for the Role. Um, um, and it's about it sort of incorporates my '60s lifestyle uh, because I was in a communal situation as a young man, and and uh, always wanted to be part of a collaborative, respectful group team. And uh, lo and behold, I found a career where I could be part of something. I could find my role in something that was meaningful and fun and, and got my kids shoes and schooling and, uh, uh, you know, paid my alimony, all of it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Would you, um, is there one kind of special sneak peek story that you could share with our listeners from your book that was a special moment for you and your, in your long career well i mean
2: um, there there are about there are about 500 but one of the exciting I'm things sure. about doing <laughs> maybe 5000 but one of the exciting things about doing er was that it shared information about healthcare and about sexually transmitted diseases particularly we were on the air during the aids crisis and i remember uh, we were uh, trying to cast an authentically hiv positive actor for a part on uh, of an authentically HIV positive character on the show. And I, I reached out to uh, uh, AIDS Project LA and I got a bunch of guys who were actors to come in. And one guy was particularly wonderful. And um, I uh, we told him that he had done really well and that we had appreciated it. It was a very moving experience and he said when is this gonna shoot and I said oh so I think it's Wednesday of next week and he said well my t-cell is zero I probably won't be alive on Wednesday of next week
1: oh my um, God.
2: you know uh, 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 you, you have experiences like that uh on shameless we uh, cast a, a trans man uh learning about the trans community was uh a new thing for me, and it was extraordinary. I worked in the deaf community, learning about their experiences was, you know, so uh, um, all of the many things that we confronted, including death and dying scenes on ER and on China Beach, uh, 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 you know, a hundred times, it it, uh, broadened my scope as a human being as well as gave me creative uh, fulfillment and, uh, and a living wage.
1: Yeah. Wow. Well, incredible story. I know. And we're so glad that you shared those and all of them in your book. It's great. Great for us, you know, to, to be able to read them. So thank you for spending the pandemic that way. <laughs> um, we always like to end the show, John, by, um, and your friend was right. We could we could talk to you for hours and hours and hours, um, but we always like to end by asking. Our show is you know as much about acting and the business as it is about Los Angeles. Um, if there's anything about LA, we call it an LAism that you have found to be unique to only LA.
2: Well, yeah. Um... Probably everybody who serves you a cup of coffee or dinner is also an actor, and that 's <laughs> not true anywhere but l a and people come in, into the city every day with dreams and uh, you know that that 's a great thing and so there is a kind of aura of it being a, a fantasy land uh, where people are trying to turn the fantasy into reality. Uh, some do, and some go home with their tails tucked between their legs. Um, but uh, you know, I, I I would say that it's that kind of uh, that and the sunshine combined to make it seem almost unreal. Yeah. You know, earlier on we had we had said that I, I was I I could plug how to get the book.
1: Yes, please.
2: It's available both at Barnes and Noble and uh, at, on Amazon. And you can also learn about it on my uh, Instagram, which I have never been on before, but John underscore Frank underscore Levy. And don't forget that second pesky E, uh, L-E-V-E-Y. Um, and and uh, I hope you and your uh, listeners and uh, uh, buy the book and read it and uh, learn a little something from uh, a guy who's been doing it.
1: yeah for sure
0: yeah thank you thank you thank you so much for taking the time for being here with us for talking with us to I know our listeners are gonna love hearing what you have to say and I know they're gonna love your book so go get John's book yeah
2: (laughs) thank you and I'm sorry it took me 10 minutes to figure out how to get on the damn site
1: no (laughs) No. not at all this was wonderful thank you so much I feel I feel inspired and I know everybody that listens will too Go get the Fuck. book. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, John. Thanks,
2: ladies. Appreciate
1: it. This
0: episode of SpeakAllay the Podcast was sponsored by Actors Connection. Actors Connection offers free resources, including valuable online programs. For more information, go to ActorsConnection.com and sign up for their e-blast today. It is also sponsored by us. The Speak LA membership, which provides you with professional guidance and hands-on mentoring. If you are serious about your acting career, join the Speak LA membership today. To join or for more information about the membership, go to ispeakla.com. That's ispeakla.com. Our sound engineer is the very talented Dan Leonard of homevoiceoverstudio.com. And I'm Camille Thornton-Elson, one of your hosts and one of the founders of Speak LA. Come and find us at ispeakla.com. See you next time. Bye.